we need to understand it's not just about the superficial level. You got to do this, got to do that, got to do that. You have to understand that every tactic could work and every tactic could fail. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 39. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Robert, are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Have you ever had that thing, you know, where you like, you, you watch somebody's campaign? Like, it's very easy these days on Facebook to like go and. You can go on someone's Facebook page. You go can and hack on, the funnel. You hack the funnel, can't you? You can click on, look what their ads look like right now. Yeah. And you try and duplicate someone's ads. Like you, It's called funnel hacking or it's called modeling in the NLP world, whatever it might be called. And you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm gonna, they've got a red stripe across the top of theirs. I'm going to have a red stripe across the top of mine. Yeah. They've got the word warning at the top of it, and so on and so forth. And you've tried to do it. And with the best intention in the world, but it just hasn't worked. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it's happened to all of us. It's frustrating yeah. as hell. Do you think, well, it's working for that big guru, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's, that's... And there's two bits to that. One is you can only see what they want you to see. There's yes. always going to be some stuff going on in the background. For you example, don't know where it fits at the whole strategy. You register for a webinar and attend, but what happens to the people who didn't attend? You know, you've no idea what's going on. And you I... might have watched one of those gurus' videos, which means you're more indoctrinated into their personality. You're further down that thing. So when you see a piece of content, you go, that's quite a brave bit of content. Yeah, but you're already on board with that mm-hmm. guru whereas the way they probably advertise to people cold who've never even heard of them may be very very different so it's very difficult to genuinely hack a funnel and that's the thing we've been talking about a lot is where does that funnel hack where are you at the whole funnel hacking thing because you know i have a pretty strong opinion about it so i think i think the funnel hacking thing in general makes a lot of sense as in i'm not a designer so there's no point in me trying to design a brand new landing page if i could just model the general design and layout of somebody else's Mm -hmm. so i think generally it has a place i think it's a good thing Okay. However, I don't think you can take the approach that do what I do and do it the way that I did it and it will work for you too. Because that's not true. Because it's somebody might have more fame than I have. You know, like I could play a song the same way that somebody else is going to play a song. I oh might be God, as, help us. Might be as good as them, but I'll never, which I'm not, but I might be as good as them and not be able to sell out Wembley Stadium. Right. right? Because I haven't got the level of fame that they've got. So all, that, all the other things, you know, it's, it's like... All the talent. Yeah, there right. are marketers, let's face it, there are marketers that people will buy anything from because they are the famous marketers. Right. And it's the same with like brand endorsement, isn't it? Like people pay David Beckham to be in their aftershave adverts mm-hmm. because they know by just having David Beckham associated with it, they, people, a certain type of person is going to buy that kind of aftershave. Exactly. And it's the same thing with these marketers online. Like they could put almost everything anything out that's at least relevant to the marketplace but it can sell it pretty blindly mm. because their name is on the tin new david beckham compost i mean it's just, you sell anything yeah, can't absolutely you? absolutely because because his name's next to it one of the things we're talking about today is coaching consulting high ticket services and stuff and if that's something that you do or something you're about to start doing then you're probably going to need an application form that people can fill out in order to apply to give you some money and join your program so we'd like to give you our template we kind of put it together over the past oh, too many years of Loads working of with our own high ticket programs with our clients high ticket programs with our friends high ticket programs and basically coming up with all the right questions to ask the right ways to ask them the order to put them in the layouts all of the snazzy stuff it's all that nitty gritty stuff isn't it that sort of holds you back you don't have to hack our funnels we're just going to give it to you yes. so you can take it and start using it now uh, it's completely completely free uh, just head over to perfectapplicationform.com, perfectapplicationform.com, and you can get the perfect application form. 
Today we're speaking to Dove, who I think is originally from New York City. Yes. But he's currently living, where is he? Some town I can't pronounce in Israel. In Israel, that's where, that's where he's at. He's been building a heck of a business helping coaches and consultants, like the people we were just talking about there, identify how it is they can actually stand out in their marketplace. Because I think what's really interesting is a lot of people look at these big gurus and they think, oh, they're really big and charismatic and I, I want to be like them. Mm. There's actually a completely different path, a different way of carving out your niche and attracting people in. Not only that, but also we're going to be, well, Dove, not us, can't take the credit. Dove is going to be revealing the secrets, the kind of ingredients behind the recipe, if you like. So we've just been saying, you know, you can't hack people's funnels if you don't know what's going on. He's going to teach you the important psychology and the stuff that you need your funnel to achieve. When you understand that, the funnel doesn't really matter. You just have to make sure that it follows these simple steps. So this is really, really powerful. Let's get into it. All right, Dove, welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How's it, how's it going? <laughs> it's uh, going well. Great to be here. Uh, you guys are, are right. I've been listening to uh, your episodes. It, it's, oh, thank you, very much. you say all the right things. I hope I can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pop that in our compliments box. Ka-ching! So you have coaches, consultants, and experts to build their businesses, get more clients, be more awesome, and all those cool things. And you've got this really awesome thing called the eavesdropping effect. Tell us about that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a concept that makes an important point. So um, the, the basic idea is this. Like if you're sitting in a, in a uh, coffee shop, cafe, or I suppose uh, be a, a pub, right? And, and sure. uh, you're reading a, drinking coffee, reading a book, or you know, minding your own business, and suddenly you hear something from the people at the next table. Now, you weren't trying to listen in, but you just catch something because they said something that was about something you're interested in, you care about, and, and now you're eavesdropping. You're straining to hear everything that they say <laughs> uh, while pretending that you're not. I mean, you don't want to be you know, found out. So you're looking at your book, but you're not seeing the words. You're instead hearing everything that's going on at the next table. The, the key to uh, doing this, by the way, folks, uh, just for listeners, is, is to not give a reply to the conversation <laughs> and to share your opinion. That's, that's frowned upon. Dump him. Dump him now. Yeah, well, well, that's then, then you know, if, if it gets really compelling, you, you will get up and go, to a, go over to the, the table of strangers and say, hey, excuse me, I couldn't help but overhearing and, and you know, tell them why you walked over. Uh, and 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 that's that's you know think of that as the eavesdrop effect and that really is what we're all trying to create in the minds of our our ideal clients like our ideal clients are out there they're minding their own business they're doing their own thing and we need to grab their attention and interest to a point where they change their plan so let's say let's say we have a booth at a convention or conference somewhere you've got a booth and you've got thousands of people maybe hundreds but thousands of people walking past and there are so many things vying for their attention. We've got to get their attention and their interest. And if you properly create the eavesdrop effect, then suddenly they're, 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 listen, they're walking by, they see your message, which causes that. Mm-hmm. And now they change their plans. Instead of walking straight by all the booths, they turn there and they head towards you. So it's, you know, that's the challenge. And I think everybody understands the challenge. Like everyone understands that that's what it is. But actually getting to that point where you're able to do that in a simple, consistent, compelling way is very difficult for most people. So we, you know, the, the idea is like, how could we turn that into a simple, structured process? It's pretty predictable. So I love that. I mean, we've got all these prospects out, in, out there in the world going about their day-to-day lives with no idea that we exist, absolutely no idea or interest. What do we do to like 
you know, put your foot out and get their attention? What's, what's the thing Are you talking about do? tripping people up in the street? <laughs> what, what can we do yeah. in an online world? The tripping people in the street depends if you want to, uh, just attention or if you also want interest, you know, <laughs> yes. which is an important distinction. I mean, we're not, you know, as consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever it is, we're not looking just for attention, which you certainly get if you trip people up in the street. We're looking for interest. And the, 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 the distinction between attention and interest, you know, a lot of things we get attention, a loud noise, a funny joke, um, a tragic story. These get your attention and then you go back to what you were doing. But interest, you change your plans like we talked about before. So someone's scrolling down Facebook and there's your ad. Um, it might get brief attention or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest is that you grab their attention and then you lead them to want to click, to change their next step. And that happens pretty rapidly. Uh, and, and it very much depends on a strong, compelling message for, for that person. Again, I'm not saying anything that nobody knows. I'm saying something that a lot of people struggle with that I think we have a, a bit of a unique skill set to help them solve. And we can talk about that uh, as mm-hmm. I guess, guess we will. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? I, th- I think you asked me, so how do you create the eavesdrop effect? And it has to do with talking about the only two things that anybody is interested in. Right? To get their interest, you got to talk about what they're interested in. Well, what are people interested in? Uh, after reflecting on this over many years, I realized that people are only interested in two things. We're interested in a problem, a problem that we have and don't want and or a result we want and don't have. So if somebody's talking about a problem that you have and don't want and or if they're talking about a result that you want and don't have, and then you will, that will get your attention and your interest. You will change your plans. But if they're talking about their capabilities, if they're talking about you know, their credentials, what they had for breakfast or, or why they're better than the competition, it probably won't necessarily work. But if you can talk, you know, and we, you know, everybody again knows this, but we have to uh, define it. Sometimes you can hear something a little bit differently and then it clicks. And that's what we've found that a lot of people click, like it, they finally get it when we talk about that in that way. So you've got to really realize, and it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. It's not so easy to talk about this because we're all, faced with uh, the temptation where, let me give you some examples, right? A leadership consultant. So I had a client who was a leadership consultant and, you know, what kind of problems do you help solve? What kind of results do you enable? That's, that's the the foundation of everything. We call that the marketing helium. Uh, I'll give one more analogy and we'll dive in, right? If you got Bob and Sally and Bob is holding a blue balloon, Sally's holding a red balloon and Bob leaves go of his blue balloon and it falls to the floor bounces off to a corner, hits a tack, and it pops, and Sally leaves go of her red balloon and starts to fly up, and we're standing around admiring that bright red, shiny red balloon against the, you know, the, uh, the, the occasional white cloud and the deep blue sky. Hmm. And then, um, you know, and then Rob thinks to himself, well, uh, what was Bob and Rob? So let's go with Kennedy. Kennedy thinks to himself, I don't want a balloon like Bob, so I want a balloon like Sally. So Kennedy goes, he buys the brightest, shiniest, reddest balloon that he could find, takes a, a deep breath, blows up this bright, shiny red balloon, and with a sneer down at Bob, he leaves go of his bright, shiny red balloon, only to see it fall to the floor, bounce off to the corner, and pop in the same tack as the other balloon, the bomb. And then, Kenny, you're, you're miffed. You're, you're disappointed. What did I do? I didn't get a blue balloon like, like Bob. I got a red balloon like Sally. Why did hers fly and mine, and mine fell? You know, I just you know, flopped and popped. And the answer, of course, is because she filled hers with helium and you filled yours with hot air. The, you know, that's the analogy, but the point is that Everybody's out there teaching tactics, Facebook ads, blogging, you know, um, tweeting, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, public speaking, radio, um, sandwich board. I mean, podcasting. These are all just tactics. And, and the confusion for so many people 
is they, they're good at what they do. They love their clients. They really care. And they get up in the morning and they say, but how do I get more clients? And then they're besieged by experts. You know, this one says you got to be doing Facebook ads and, and send people to an evergreen webinar funnel. And the other one says you got to be doing LinkedIn. Uh, you know, the other one says Facebook groups. And this one says do product launches and on and on and on. People who are really good at what they do could literally spend years going from thing to thing, never really understanding why they're going in circles. It's almost and like you become like a professional learner, don't you? I mean, that's all that ends up happening. <clears throat> It is a professional learner, but it's also somebody who doesn't yet understand what they're missing. And yeah. as soon as they understand what they're actually missing, then they'll stop being the professional learner because they've been looking for something they know must be there, but they don't yet know what it is. And we're going to tell them what it is because because we could. So we will. So um, with that little bit, I better now I really better live up to to the uh, to my reputation, right? So <laughs> we're we're going to uh, with that build up. Here, here's the thing. We need to understand it's not just about the superficial level. You got to do this, got to do that, got to do that. You have to understand that every tactic could work and every tactic could fail. And we have to understand when it works, why does it work? When it fails, why does it fail? And it's the same as the balloons. The, balloon, the different color balloon is just a different tactic. Every balloon could fly and every balloon could fall. It doesn't matter what color it is. What matters is what you put inside. If you fill your tactic with marketing helium, it'll soar. If you fill your tactic with marketing hot air, it'll fall. We've all been in a LinkedIn group from time to time. It's been a long time since I've poked around in the LinkedIn group, but um, they're mostly full of hot air. Like somebody at some point, probably going back for years, was teaching, you want to get clients, go into a LinkedIn group and ask questions. And then you've got a lot of people going into LinkedIn groups for a while. Again, I don't know if it's still true. Just asking stupid questions, like mindless questions that just to spark conversation. And they were being answered by people who presumably went through some course where they were taught, if you want to get clients, go into a LinkedIn group and answer questions. And sadly, the... Uh, neither side could tell a difference, but every now and then the clients that they're both looking for would poke their head in maybe every six, 12, 18 months to see if anything changed in the LinkedIn group. And they'd look around and they see oh, what's going on here. Oh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hot air, a lot of noise, you know, uh, no one's talking to me. I'm out of here. And that's because they weren't filling it with marketing helium. What is marketing helium? Marketing helium is when you talk about the only two things that your ideal client is interested in. If you talk about a problem they have and don't want, and, or if you talk about a result they want and don't have, you will get their attention and their interest and they'll be drawn towards you. They'll want more. And let me give a couple examples to drive this home. So I, I started talking about the leadership consultant before I backed up to give some more context. So if you go around and you say, I'm a leadership consultant, I'm a management consultant, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. I can't instantly see how you can solve my problem. If I've had mixed experiences in the past, I right away know to be cautious. And most corporate clients have had mixed experiences. So like, you know, okay, great. And I had my client sit down and make a list of what are the problems that you can help solve? Let's be specific. Because in order to, in order to get someone's attention and interest, you have to talk about what's going through their mind, right? The only thing they care about, the problem they have and the want result they want them to have, you have to articulate it as they're thinking it. Years ago, I uh, forgot who said this, this has been quoted over the years that, you know, good advertising enters the conversation going in mind of the, uh, going in the mind of the customer. Right. Yeah, maybe you know who that is. I, it's been quoted so many times, that, but I just forget names. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, so good advertising enters the conversation. What the hell is anybody ever thinking about? All we're thinking about is the problems we have and don't want results we want to have. And if you could speak it aloud that I instantly realize you get me. Well, I'm going to I want to talk to you. I'm interested. So I said to her, make a list. And I looked down her list and I pointed my finger to one of those. I said, um, virtually, we never actually met in person. Most of our clients we work with over the Internet. Um, and I said, that, you can build a business on that. And what, what she had written was, 
I can help companies solve the problems they have with uh, that employee who's too valuable to fire or some version of it. And that's what we ended up with. And so now imagine my client and a competitor and they're both at some event and there's this ideal client there, you know, um, now we'll go with Rob, Rob, the CEO of a billion dollar company, right, Rob. And, and you're there and, and yeah, why not? I mean, sure. So, and, and then you, you're introduced to these two uh, leadership consultants and you say, you're being polite. You're a polite chap, right? You're, you're being polite and you really want to be somewhere else. Uh, but you know, you don't, you're polite. So, you know, what, what do you do? And the other consultant says, I'm a leadership consultant. And you turn to my client. And she says, well, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. Now, every company has employees who are too valuable to fire, at least without some, you know, some effort to keep them or to help them improve. So suddenly you realize, wow, I've never heard anybody articulate it that way. And like, wow, you must really get me. Okay. So when we say talk about the problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have, we're looking for that level of specificity. Because when you're when you're entering their mind like that, you instantly differentiate yourself. Again, we're all looking to figure out how can I stand out? How can I differentiate myself? Well, don't sound like everybody else. Okay, what should I sound like? Well, speak aloud what's going through their mind. Well, how do I know what's going through their mind? Well, we covered that. I won't repeat it. People can rewind. Um, I don't want to be bore, bore those who are, who are you know, already keeping up. So uh, why don't I stop for a moment and turn it back over to you. Where should we go from here? <laughs> okay. Well, I think one of the things that's really interesting that, that we talked about there is it's very easy for us to sort of make those assumptions about our marketplace. And actually the, the people who win in marketing are not the people necessarily, I mean, you could, you could win by spending more on ads. You could mm-hmm. be able to outspend everybody else, but the, the easiest and the most strategic way of winning and actually bringing a return on your ads or whatever kind of marketing you might be doing is by mm-hmm. having the deepest understanding of the problems and the issues and the desires of the marketplace that you're serving, right? So Absolutely. I know you've talked about is these three questions that you want to get people to say yes to. And you right. teamed us with it before we started there, before we started this conversation. I can't wait to hear those three questions. All right, great. So, so we've already begun uh, without you realizing it, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fill in some blanks. Damn, you are smooth. Yeah, um, well, I've got, like I said, I've got, you guys are smooth. I've got to see if I can keep up. So, <laughs> so um, the listeners will decide. So here, here's the thing, right? And, and this is something else I talked about earlier, about how we, people are, they know there's something more out there, a deeper understanding that if they, if they get it, the light bulb will go off and then they'll realize that, that's what I've been looking for. There's all this talk about you need a marketing funnel, a sales funnel and so on, right? Okay. All right. So we say, well, what does that mean? How do I build one? And, and then again, you got, you know, a hundred different answers from a hundred different experts. And a lot of them are, else are actually sounding the same. It sounds like the same stuff regurgitated. Yeah. Well, let's really, again, if, we, if we're going to work with the assumption that every tactic could work, every tactic could fail. And the question is, why do they work when they work? Why do they fail when they fail? Well, um, they've got to be rooted in marketing. And they have to also be built on an understanding of what they're really trying to accomplish. So if you ask most people, what's the purpose of a marketing funnel? Generally, they'll say that the purpose is to fill your pipeline. It's to get leads. It's to close deals and so on and so forth. And all of that's true, but it's, it's an oversimplified answer. It doesn't really help you understand what you're trying to do and doesn't help you uh, know what to do next. So, after racking my brain for quite a while, a number of years ago, I, I realized that, well, actually, the purpose of a marketing and selling system is, is really just to lead your ideal client to answer yes to three questions. And it has to be those three questions in order. 
Why? Because those are the questions your ideal client asks and they ask in an order. So the first question is, uh, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So again, they come across your Facebook ad, they come across your, your, your speaking at a conference, they come across whatever it is they come across, however they come across your message, uh, uh, you know, so a recommended video on the site, and their brain goes, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? If you catch their attention because you created a simple, compelling message, like the example I gave before, and we can give some more examples later, then instantly their brain answers, yes, that is interesting. Why? Because, I mean, that person is describing exactly what I've been thinking about, only you may have said it better than I could. You've just articulated my problem, what I want, my result, better than, you know, than I could. You must really get me. Then instantly they have a second question. And the second question is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Who are you? Are you for real? Do you know your stuff? Or are you just a good performer putting on a nice act? Hmm. Uh, and do you actually care about me? Or are you trying to sell me something? So that, that falls under, can I trust you? Are you for real? And so the second job of your marketing and selling system is once you get their attention and interest, then it's to lead their brain to conclude, yeah, wow. I actually could trust you. You seem to know your stuff and you actually seem to care. Then, and only then, do they then think, well, okay, you got me interested. I see I can trust you. Is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And then that's where you'd have a sales conversation or a sales letter or a sales webinar. Um, and you, you, you have an opportunity to, to make a recommendation at the right time uh, in the right way. And then if you lead them to feel, yes, what you recommend is right for me, congratulations, you have a new client. Now, the typical, um, the typical understanding of the, of the marketing funnel, it's all about, it's all about you know, like I said, that, uh, it, well, you got to build a marketing funnel so that you can fill your pipeline, get leads, close deals. But that doesn't help me know what to do next. Uh, it just puts me in a situation where now I'm following somebody's instructions, but I don't really understand it. It's kind of like me and a master chef. Like if, if you put me and a master chef together in a kitchen and we're both baking a pecan pie, let's say, right? I'll be following ingredients and he'll be following ingredients. But the big difference is I'm just following steps. But the master chef has a deeper understanding of why the steps are there. They understand the various properties of the ingredients and how they interact with each other and with heat over time in the oven. I'm just following steps. And when you're just following steps, you'll never get the same result as somebody who's following steps because they understand the steps. They understand the reason for the steps. And what we can do when you understand that Everything you do in marketing and selling is only to help your ideal client answer yes to one or more of those questions. Then you free yourself from the overwhelm of feeling like, wow, I have to be doing everything. I just, there's no way I can do all this. You don't have to. All I need yeah. to do is I need to get one simple process for getting in front of my ideal clients and giving them a chance to say, yeah, that's interesting. I need one tactic that can do that and then work that consistently. Once I get their interest, I need one way of leading them to conclude Oh, yeah, I can trust you. And then I need one way of, of leading them to where I, you know, uh, they say, wow, um, what you recommend does seem right for me. So those are the three questions. And you know, what we do with our clients is we help them build the, the, a simple process that answers those questions in the straightest possible path direct to the client. I love that. I mean, we literally have talked about in the last few weeks in this office how everybody and their mother is trying to tell you that their high ticket coaching funnel is better than everybody else's and you should follow that. But I think that example is excellent because if you then had to go and make that same piece of food in a different restaurant, but now you've got a different oven or in my case, a different microwave um, that works differently, <laughs> like you're going to run into problems and won't know how to solve them if you don't have that understanding. Whereas by exactly. understanding that those funnels are just a way to get somebody to say yes to those three questions, 
now you have the understanding behind that and that's really crucial and i think by not having that understanding what we are actually is we're much more vulnerable because if that one doesn't work we're, we're told to copy and paste it i mean you know that's fine but mm-hmm. copy and paste it if when that doesn't work it means okay we've spent a couple of grand a few thousand dollars on that funnel or whatever that might be and it doesn't work for us because it's not fed by that like the the air inside of it, it's not the helium that's going to make it sore mm-hmm. then we have to go now and spend another few thousand dollars to find yes, another one that might not work or may work but we're not fueling it with that same just stri- strategic sort of viewpoint so i think that's a really incredible way of thinking about it. i'm going to interrupt proceedings to play this week's game so you created this wonderful thing called the eavesdropping effect so we thought we create a game called eavesdropping the game you are welcome so rob and i had a conversation uh, earlier uh, this week and we recorded it and all we want you to tell us dove is what are we talking about you can shout out at any time during this little excerpt from the conversation and uh, and the sooner you get it the better so here is the conversation we had Earlier this week, what are Rob and Kennedy talking about in eavesdropping the game? You should have seen the size of the one that I had first thing this morning. Right there in that chair. Right, right, right here in this chair. What do you do? Do you open it from the top or the bottom? I, uh, I, I just like, like everybody else, I just at the, the end. I struggle because if you, I, I go for the top and if it struggles, then I turn it round and start again from the bottom. Do you? Sometimes you end up with a double-ended one. Are you, <laughs> do you like yours to be like a bit firmer? I'd like you to be a bit more floppy. So I like it to be a bit firmer. And you know those stringy bits? Mm. The stringy bits, I don't know why they're on. Everyone has to peel them off and throw them away. I hate those bits. That's very weird, isn't it? Do you it? like them? No, it's no. awful. My girlfriend is almost terrified of them. You got it just before I announced that my girlfriend is terrified of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very next bit of the conversation. Uh, and we are now eating bananas. We are bananas eating bananas. In, That's why I had a mouthful of banana. when You, you got were... that much faster than I thought you would. The stringy bits helped me out there. You know, I was really trying to... You know, that, that was the, the little bit of info that, that made the rest of it make little sense. So <laughs> having said that, if I was sitting at the cafe uh, reading my book, sitting on coffee, and I heard you guys talking like that, I'd probably move to another table. <laughs> <laughs> We've just killed the eavesdrop effect. <laughs> so moving on, moving on, moving on. Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do we recover? I guess, like, what's the, I, I suppose, what is the... Next logical step for somebody who says, okay, I've got this thing I'm really good at because we talk about this a lot. Most people get into the business they're in because they're, you know, they're the mechanic in their business. They do the thing and they do the thing really, really well. So they've got yeah. this thing and they're ready to coach and they're ready to teach it. And they now understand, right, I just need to get people to answer yes to those three questions and then they become a client. So what's the next yeah. kind of like actionable step that somebody can take from here to go forward and actually like put that into play? For them? Yeah, good question. So, so I, would, I would challenge you as a practical step to write down a list of specific problems that you can help solve specific results that you can enable because, and, and there's a lot of resistance to doing that, you know, because we all, we could solve so many different problems. We can help with so many different things and we don't want to limit ourselves. And we're afraid that if I'm too specific, then I won't limit, you know, then people won't realize that I can also help with the, you know, the other things as well. I, if I only talk about a, what about B, C, D, E, and F, and I, I'll lose out on opportunities, but we don't understand when we're, uh, caught in that fear is that it doesn't matter because you're not going to have a chance at all because the only two things that people are interested in is the problem they have and the want result they want and don't have and you have to speak it at the level they're thinking it otherwise they won't hear you i'll give you a couple more examples all right you got time for that yeah yeah go, absolutely go for it. all right so so um 
you know, I had another client who's a, a life coach. Okay. And, and she was good. Uh, I, well, I mean, some are good and others are soon going to be good, but she was really good and she had experience. And, you know, and, and the thing is that nobody wants coaching. Like, nobody wants life coaching. It's like it, even life coaches don't buy life coaching. You've never seen it. Uh, it doesn't happen. Like anybody else, they're looking for some kind of experience. I mean, you know, I actually did some coach training 19, 18 or so years ago. Uh, and I paid for life coaching or whatever it was then. I don't remember because it was part of my training. Um, since then, I've spent like, you know, almost a hundred grand on, on all different types of coaching and consulting, but each one was to get me a specific result. So again, I had her sit down and make a list of uh, what are the problems that you can help solve? What are the results that you can enable? And we looked at her list and I said, well, there's, there's something you could build a business on. And I helped her craft that into a message. And the message is, you know, I help women who wake up each morning wondering if I'm so successful, why am I so unhappy? Compare that to someone who's trying to sell life coaching. It's yeah. incomparable. I mean, in that you've got, it's clear who the target market is, professional women who are, who are, who are make, you know, doing well, but they wake up feeling like, well, you know, why am I so unhappy? Um, and she can help them. So that's, uh, that's another, another thing. Um, let's see. Uh, another thing that, that an example I use often is, um, you know, a, a number of years back, I had somebody on a, on a, on a webinar of mine and, and his website said, we help, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results, right? So what problem does he help solve? What result does he enable? We don't know. I mean, it could be any of a hundred different things. Right. Now imagine this guy's ideal client is Joe CEO. Now Joe CEO wakes up in the morning and he's thinking, you know, why can't I get the data I need from this multi-million dollar information system that we just, you know, put into the, into the business so that I can make these difficult pricing decisions. I mean, I still can't seem to get the data I need. Why can't anyone give me that data? So that's what, that's what's on his mind. And he walks out the front door to go to his car and drive, drive to the office. Now imagine two scenarios in each scenario, you have a billboard right opposite his front door. In scenario number one, your billboard says, uh, we help you, whatever. We sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. Yeah, option one, yeah. That's option one. Um, I think you'll agree with me. Joe CEO walks out his front door. He does not even notice the billboard. Yeah. He walks to his car, drives to the office. Option number two, the billboard says, we help you get the data you need from that multi-million dollar information system so you can make difficult pricing decisions. Hello. He picks his jaw up and he'll, he'll be on the phone with your company before his rear end is the seat of his car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to get as close to that as we can. That's what creates the eavesdrop effect. That deep insight, like you were talking about before, that deep insight, that's the marketing helium. That's what makes you stand out instantly from everybody else who just sounds like everybody else. Because the problem, you know, what's the problem with sounding like everybody else? Like, what does it even matter, right? Well, it matters because when your ideal client comes across you and you sound like everybody else, they think, well, Everybody else hasn't been able to help me and all the money I put with them and all the time and the dreams that I thought would finally be realized. And you sound just like them, so I assume you can't help me either. But, but you are the one they've been looking for. They just can't recognize you because you sound like everybody else. So yeah. we've got to do this. So clear action step, make a list of specific problems, specific results. That's where you start to get the power of this. And don't worry, you can always add another one. Like think of it as a highway that you can add lanes over, over time. Right. So in terms of like getting a unique message, one of the, one of the common adages that we hear is that one of the ways to really stand out and be unique and have that unique connection is by bringing some part of you, like a unique part of you to mm -hmm. it. Because obviously there's a lot of people talking directly to the marketplace. It's a sort of direct response way of looking at things about talking to people's pain points. And obviously your, your strategy here is, is quite different to that. And it's much more detailed and much more direct. But in terms of finding your own way of 
really standing out, having a personal, unique way of communicating. Do you bring any of you to that? Do you talk, where, where do you fit in? What is your unique ability or your new perspective, your unique story or your past? Does that come into it at all? Or do you think it's actually Absolutely. boring, Adam? And remember, it's a flow, right? So there are three questions. The first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So that first you know, simple, head-turning, compelling message as we call it, that, that's just enough to get them to answer yes to the first question. Then they've right. got, well, who are you? Should I, who, can I trust you? Are you for real? And, and that's where, the, once you have their interest, that's where you have the opportunity to, or rather the obligation, because if you can lose their attention and interest immediately, that's where you have the opportunity to deepen it. And you do that by sharing your points of view. And, you know, to me, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's about really recognizing that you know, if you have an opinion about things, and, and you know, I, I look at this as really a qualifier for many of our clients. If we're looking for people who have mastered their craft, for the most part, and some are, are getting started, but they're good at what they do, and they've earned the right to opinions about it. The, 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 the very fact that they could stand up and share a perspective or, or share an opinion in a way that is somewhat different or even very different from what most of their clients are used to hearing from others, mm-hmm. that differentiates them. And I, I think that's really important. Uh, and you know, that's, that's just some, absolutely. That's where it is. So I, I would say that, that it fits in when you recognize that it's at the second point, uh, usually it will be used to help answer the second question. So you sure. give <clears throat> part of what you'll do is you'll give some kind of, uh, some, you know, some kind of hand raising free offer as we call it. Some kind of, it could be, you know, being interviewed on podcasts. It could be a webinar you do with a joint venture partner, or it could be some free articles or, or, or talk you give in a conference. That's the opportunity for getting, getting in at that level. So where does it, where do you think it fits in where the person, I feel like there's a much stronger connection with me with some of our market for here at Response Week, for example, because they identify as being similar to me. So one of the reasons that they trust me is because they think of them as as similar to me, but it's also one of the reasons that I stand out to them. It's because they're similar to me rather than me being, I don't know, like a, a broad sweeping direct response marketing person. I actually teach marketing and share business growth strategies in a really specific niche. Where does that fit into the eavesdrop? Um, well, in what way are they similar to you? Is it the hair color or? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in this either the similar market or they're, or, or maybe it could be that they want, they want to be similar to me. So for example, okay, because, a lot of people sell on that sort of lifestyle <laughs> thing as well, don't they? So on some level, you're broadcasting that, that you have solved and can help solve for them a problem they have and don't want and or get a result or an experience or a change right. that they want and don't have. Yeah. Uh, and people are drawn to that. It's, um, you know, if they see that you you have something that they want, you are somebody that they want to be, or they recognize that you have a perhaps realized a potential within yourself that they feel they have a, a comparable potential within themselves, they're drawn to you. It's really cool. Uh, the massive golden nugget in what you said before, incidentally, is as we're all as we're all selling our expertise and selling coaching and selling services, we know, and I'm I'm talking about we generally, not me and him. We generally, as people, know how good we are. But we, and it's easy to assume that everybody reads our marketing and knows how good we are. But the massive thing there is that if you're just using the same messaging as everybody else, and their their, their result didn't work, 
why on earth are they going to expect yours to be any different? And I think we know how different we are because we, you know, you're, you're so in it because we care more. Just or like a better system just, or whatever. From the listener's perspective, just take a step back from your own business. Look at it from an outside perspective. You know, imagine you're looking through Netflix and you're trying to find the new thing to watch. Like all the crime dramas look the same, don't mm. they? Like if you didn't like one of them, Grizzly. you probably wouldn't like any of them. And I think it's hard from the outside to look at the, what you've packaged and know that it's any different or any better unless you follow this strategy. So this is key. Now we're going to go into our second game of the episode. Now this is our favorite game. Uh, here's how it works. Uh, my colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, is going to sing a song for you. But he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British club singer. That means some of the words may be somewhat confused and disguised. And your job, Dove, and our listeners at home, is simply to guess what is the song. So Kennedy, take it away. Colin, our developer, was dancing in his seat. <laughs> Anybody in the office get it today? Do you think you've got it? <clears throat> oh, we've got it. We've got it. Any idea? Yeah, that's Beethoven's Ninth. <laughs> <laughs> as, 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 as murdered by me. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you're close. Uh, further away. Uh, so we'll, we'll put you out your misery toward the end of the episode. All right. All right. Let's see if I can concentrate after that. <laughs> I'll just throw more, one, more, one more thought out there because um, what I've described is, you know, I, I discovered many years ago that, that there are really, there are two paths to succeed and thrive as a consultant, coach, and expert, okay? Um, there's what I call, you know, there's the path of the charismatic guru and then there's the path of mastery. And here's the thing. There are a lot of people out there who are out there teaching. This is what you need to do to get clients. But they are the charismatic guru type. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that. As long as they're, they're teaching skills and helping people, nothing wrong with that. I think it's a great thing. The problem is that so many of us end up on the path of the charismatic guru, stuck there because it's not a fit for our personalities. That was true for me for many years. It's true for tens of millions of people, maybe more. Absolutely. Uh, but they don't recognize that they're stuck on that path. They just like they're constantly like, you know, trying to push forward, but they're being pulled back by some bungee cord that just doesn't let them move forward. And, and I think it's mainly well, because people think it's the only way to do it. They think exactly. I'm amazing on camera and I've got to look like a movie star. We actually talk about it sometimes. There are these big charismatic gurus that you talk about who are kind of just successful, but they couldn't teach what they're doing. Like they couldn't teach to be as good as they are because no. they can't teach, they can't give you their personality. Exactly. Right. So it's like, that's really they could teach a lot, but, but there's a key ingredient that they cannot transfer. And that's why everything that we're talking about here um, is really the path of mastery. Because when you understand the things that I shared today, that enables you to back off and say, whoa, okay, that's actually not for me. That's been bothering me. Like, I've, it's been bothering me the whole time that I feel like I have to be this, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, YouTube yeah. celebrity. I, that's just not who I am. A lot of people just want to be doing great work with great clients uh, consistently, making a good, probably mid six figure income. And you have to know if that's you and you're listening that that absolutely is possible without kind of without doing things that you just don't feel like it's you. You don't have to do that. So recognize that. Now, the, the point I'm getting to is it's important to realize that you will look around and there are charismatic group types who do have much broader messages. Their, their messaging may not be this specific. And you might wonder, well, why, you know, why is it work for them? Like, why, if it works for them, why can't I do it? And I just gave you the answer because you belong on different paths. You have to recognize if that's not who you are, don't try to imitate that style, that approach. You've got to make that list of specific problems so that you have an advantage to compete with them <clears throat> on, what we're, on your strength. 
that's that's. I just wanted to throw that in. I think it's an important point. No, I think it's. I think it's important. I think that's you know one of the reasons that ugly people are funny, which uh, tells you why Rob's hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's. But in all seriousness, it's. It's one of those things like if you've got that as your ability, if you're charismatic, if you're able to put your, posi- your positioning as, as a guru, then heck, you should do that. You should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, similarly, the, the guru, the, the charismatic guru has to use that default thing. It's like you take any of your strengths. If you're really good at the technical stuff, then that's your strength. That's the way you have to do it. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. if you're a really good presenter... I mean, how many times have we been to conferences and, and dinners and, or, and mainly conferences and, and seminars where the con- you've walked away from that, that, that keynote speaker, that speaker thinking, that was great, but they didn't say anything. <laughs> just exactly. entertaining. And it's often style way over mm-hmm. substance. Yeah. And this yep. is about being substance over. And this is A about lot. the other way around. If, you have, if you're not the charismatic style person, you can go on there and still – blow it out of the park. We were, Rob and I were recently in a marketing event uh, in the UK and there was a real good mix. We walked away from one presentation going, that was great, but it was completely style over substance. Mm. Not, nothing really happened here. We can't implement anything. We can't do anything with that information. But we had a nice time. We laughed a lot. Whereas you walk away from another one and go, I don't feel G'd up. I don't feel excited. I'm not like, yeah, let's go and take over the world. But there's like three or four absolutely beautiful pieces of gold that we can go and implement and use right away. And both of those paths are relevant. And it's really easy to get to look at the charismatic people or to look at the technical people and wish you were the other one. The grass is always there. You can't be both. So choose one and just be really bloody good at it. Yeah. And this, and this process that you've shared today is, is easily going to work for both. Now, we're now going to roll over into what we lovingly refer to as the quick fire round. Hey, hey. You don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. What would be a book you recommend? I really recommend uh, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I think that should be, you know, required high school reading. You know, it's like people grow up, all of us to some degree, thinking, you know, because we're quite fortunate. And, uh, you know, relatively speaking throughout history, life was difficult compared to today, no matter where where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important to learn how to deal with obstacles. And, and it's just, it's a really good book. The Obstacle is the Way, Ryan Holiday. What is your top success habit? Something that you do regularly? track my uh <clears throat> track how well i implement my daily process the things that the various things that i'm supposed to do on a daily basis uh, in order to um to implement you know to, to do what i'm supposed to do and, and actually tracking it because when i when i track it uh, i see right in front of me the evidence and um and and it just keeps you like i, I want those those green boxes showing up on the spreadsheet i don't want to <laughs> I don't want the yellows and the reds, and, and there are yellows and reds still. Sorry, I have to say. But, well, you uh, must do better. Working on them. Okay, must do better. Or avoid traffic lights. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who do you look up to? Who look up? I looked up to, you know, a whole range of people. You know, I, I look for people who, I mean, if you're going to pigeonhole me, I'll probably come up with somebody. But I'm looking for people who, who are, are genuine, learned to be themselves, which took me a while. They've mastered their craft and they're out there creatively contributing to the world around them as best as they can. Um, you know, and there are a lot of them. What are your kind of favorite apps that you think are super cool right now? So um, I try not to get too caught up in apps, but I'll tell you the few, a few that I, I, I use. I do use uh, DynaList, which is a very simple list, you know, for making a list of things. Um, Evernote, I use uh, Kindle, uh, you know, for reading, reading good books, of which I have way too many. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So, big important question. Who do you like more, red-haired Rob or platinum-haired Kennedy? I don't like any of you. <laughs> oh, come on. How could I possibly answer that it's question like any, any, any more poorly, honest. right? Let's be honest. It's like choosing I've done so though. well, I had to stumble somewhere, right? <laughs> and finally, Dove, where can people go to find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, well, I just want to give something away that's really, really valuable, if I may. Um, we have something called the manual, which is called how to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. And for five years, we sold it for $97. This was not created to, to give away. I sold this for $97 for five years, and now we're giving it away um, because we've just found it's a win-win. It just brings us more people, a bigger audience, and, and some of them then want to work with us. But it includes a lot more depth on what we talked about here. Um, and they can get that at dovegordon.net forward slash three marketers. That would be the number three marketers. Uh, dovegordon.net is D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net forward slash three marketers, number three. And of course, we'll link to that directly in the show notes, which you will find over at blog.responsesuite.com. Now, in this episode, we've talked about lots of different things. An incredible process. We talked about bananas. And of course... I sang a song, which you didn't guess. You did not guess. It wasn't Beethoven. It wasn't Beethoven. Yeah, it wasn't. The song I was singing was, of course, The Knack, My Sharona. Oh. It makes sense now, doesn't it? No, I'm getting some funny lines <laughs> shaking his head. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I have to visit one of these British pubs that you're describing one day. I've, <laughs> I've never heard, other than right here, I've, I've never had the pleasure of hearing singing like that. Well, um, I appreciate you calling it singing. That's very nice of you. Thank you so much for being our latest guest here on Three Marketers Walking Up Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for sharing so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. The big takeaway from me there is we often talk about are each of the tactics that you're using strategically aligned? And a re- I just love the way he... He, he, he has that sort of metaphor for it about the different air going into the balloons. It's totally true. All the balloons can fly or they can roll at the corner and be popped by a pin. And it's absolutely bang on. You can, run the, you can run Facebook ads. You can do whatever the heck you like. But if it's not powered by the right fuel with the right stuff on the inside, and that's the stuff you can't just hack. That's the stuff that literally wander around the internet just looking at it and going, oh, I'll have a little bit of that action. Of course, it's not going to work half as well as the gurus tell you theirs are working. But now that you've got those ingredients, those three questions that you need to get the yeses to, yes. you can go and find out why other people's stuff is working. You can kind of see more, and then you can use it to build your own thing. And this and is more, so more than building your own thing. It's building it in a way that's consistent to you yeah. and matches your message. There's no point in me like pretending to be like this surfer dude. When Look at me. Of course, I've never seen a surfboard in my life. What, what else is nice is you can now start to troubleshoot. So if you've got a process and something isn't working, for whatever reason, you can step back and say, okay, great. At what point in this process is there, are they falling down? Is it that I'm not getting their interest and their attention at the beginning? Maybe that's true. Or if, you, if you're getting them that far, but you're not getting them over the trust barrier, you can assess that, but you can kind of see from those three stages, where does it all fall down? Now, if you are looking to improve what you're currently doing with your coaching, consulting, or high ticket service, what we would recommend that you do, uh, as well as implementing everything that Dove shared, is also to go and grab our application template. You can do that over at perfectapplicationform.com right now. So it's perfectapplicationform.com. And of course, if you missed any of the goodies or the links that Dove talked about, you'll find them over at blog.responsesuite.com. 
dot com forward slash zero three nine. I know there's a reason that you always read out the, the the link because I'm not very good at it, but that's what it was. It was blog dot response suite dot com slash zero three nine. Now, okay, that was that you right? did well. Was well done, right? son. Yes, have a sit down. Take the rest I of the will. year off. <laughs> now, uh, if you haven't already, we would really appreciate it. This is where we do our appeal. If you would go and leave us a nice little canny review, that means good on the old iTunes machine. You can do that. We've made it nice and simple. Just head over to responsesuite.com forward slash iTunes and you'll be able to leave us a little review. Let us know what you thought. Tell us what your big aha moments were from your favorite episode and we might give you a little shout out in the future. We will, absolutely. And obviously we put a lot of work, a lot of time and effort on bringing great guests to your listening ears, uh, which is what ears do. It's a funny thing to say, isn't it? Every single week. So make sure it'd be really good if you help us out by going and leaving us a review on that iTunes. Of course, if you don't use iTunes, then on your favourite podcast player. That's it for this week. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.